You're listening to a message from Highway Church on Youth Sunday, when the praises go up. Enjoy. You see, our God is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands while forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. You say the saying is true. Our God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. God sent his only son down to the earth so that he could do what no one else could. Jesus forgave those who the law condemned to death. Doesn't matter what they came from or what they did for his people. He would go any length. Jesus hung with the wicked, the crooked, the outcast, the misfit, sitting and eating with them while others wouldn't go near them and refused to coexist. Jesus healed and touched the untouchable. Jesus loved the unlovable, listening to the needs of his people and caring about every little concern, absolutely incredible. It doesn't end there. Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice to free all people from sin, to give us complete freedom. Jesus died paying the ultimate price, giving us the gift of salvation that we don't have to earn, showing us grace and mercy, our loving fathers who we have to thank and show all glory to because he is worthy. the kids in here with us today and I'm so excited because I know I see you Philip I know you love to sing I know you love to dance around to worship kids love that kids love to sing and they don't care they're just going crazy they're dancing singing loud they don't care and I love that we're gonna be worshiping all day today we're gonna have a bunch of songs all of all of this is worship and I just thought about it I was thinking about it and you think about your favorite entertainer your favorite artist and I love, I love entertainment. They're like I'm a huge fan of a lot of artists. But I feel like as humans, a lot of times we don't put people in their proper place. Um, I like I'm sure everyone in here knows Justin Bieber. And you, I watch a documentary like uh, I think it's um, Never Say Never. I think it's called. And you see all these fans of this pop star that are just like losing their minds, screaming, crying, giving all of themselves to this pop star who doesn't even know their name, honestly. Like who doesn't really even know who you are, can't really do anything for you. I mean, yeah, they could temporarily make you happy when you listen to their music or encourage you a bit, you know? I mean, Michael Jackson, you see people passing out at his concerts. I mean, I'm a fan, but I just think like, We need to make sure that we're putting people in their proper place because no one can do for us what God has done for us. No one. Like, these people are talented, yes, but what have they really done for you? Because I could give you a whole list of what God has done for you. He's given you his literal righteousness through his son. You are his very own righteousness, so that pressure is taken off of you of being perfect. He's given you his strength, right? The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. So we can have his joy. We can have his strength. We can have his peace, right? He's given us the Holy Spirit as our comforter, as our peace. Like he has done so much for us. And I just think it's only right that we give him our biggest shout, that we give him all of our love. We give him all of our Can they really change your life? Can anyone change your life like God has changed your life? 
no one can. Like, it's so amazing. And maybe you don't know yet what God can do for you and what he already has done for you, but you're going to find out today. You're going to learn. And we're going to do this song. Uh, Jenna's going to do this song for us. And when she's playing it, I just want you to think back on where you were before you came to know how good God is, before you came to know his heart. And just think back and think of the difference. Like, for me, it's just it's astronomical. It's huge. Like the difference in my life is huge when you understand how good God is and you know his heart. So I just want you to think back and I want you to thank him and tell him that he's so worthy of our praise because only he can bring about this, this life change, literally life change. And he's so good. For a little bit. All right, we're going to take a break, but whew, let me tell you, like, the Holy Spirit was literally downloading things to me this week. And if you get this in your spirit, like I got it in about 10 minutes, we are going to get up and we're going to sing that like we never sang it before. Like if you thought you were just coming to a service, going to hear someone speak and then leave the same, that's not how we do it at Highway Church. That's not how we do it. The title, the theme of today is when the praises go up, right? You guys finish it. When the praises go up blessings come down yeah you got it and we're gonna jump right into the word this is a crazy story I got for you guys well it's in the word so Acts 16 16 through 34 can we put those let's put those verses up there okay here we go I'm so excited I'm so excited God is so good okay so here we go we're gonna read this um, Acts 16 so it says Now it happened as we went to prayer, this is Paul, Paul and Silas. Um, Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul in us and cried out saying, these men are the servants of the most high God who proclaim to us the way of salvation. And she did this for many days. So she's being obnoxious. She's kind of mocking them. Um, But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned around and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when um, her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace of the authorities. And they brought them to the magistrates and said, these men being Jews exceedingly trouble our city. And they teach customs which are not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Not their best day. Kind of kind of tough. Um, so they're in jail, fastened in the inner prisons. And then verse 25 So at midnight, Paul and Silas were crying, nursing their wounds, having a pity party. Wait, (laughs) oh wait, I must have a different version. Oh no, no, they were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Whoa, hold up. I feel like probably that was the last thing that their flesh felt like doing, right? I think praise and singing and being rejoi- like rejoicing is probably the last thing they felt like doing. But here's what I need you to get in you. And 
I'm speaking to myself. I'm preaching to myself. Praise has absolutely nothing to do with how you feel or what's happened to you, but is solely based on who God is and what he's done for you. I'm going to say that again because I'm preaching to myself. So praise is never based on how we feel or what's happened to us, but only on who God is and what he's done for us. That's what we have to base our praise on, never how we feel. And hold on. Okay. So this is a crazy story. We're going to get back to that. But I was just going to give you guys a minor example in my life. So Sunday mornings, we get here a little early, like earlier um, than everyone else, obviously. And I wake up a little earlier than normal on Sundays. Like, I, I get up a little earlier. And um, I'm not going to say that I'm not a morning person because I would like to become one. So we're just going to say that I'm working on becoming a morning person. Okay, but anyways, I'm up a little earlier than I like to be sometimes on Sundays. And then, too, like I'm getting ready and stuff and I'm about to sing. So I don't usually eat um, before church. So there's this thing called um, being hangry. So it's when you're angry because you're hungry. And I struggle with that a little bit. So y'all pray for me in that area. Hangry, it's a, it's a real thing. But needless to say, some Sunday mornings, I'm not really feeling like getting up here and you know giving a bunch of energy and praising and rejoicing. And sometimes there was a time when I was experiencing headaches too. Um, like or in the morning before I would praise. And one morning, like I literally had, sorry, I'm trying to hold both things. I literally had um, so much pressure over my eye, like right here. Like there was so much pressure in my head. And then like all of a sudden during sound check, I felt it pop and it was just so painful. And I was like crying. And there's like five minutes before church starts and I'm like crying in a corner. Like it's fine, it's fine. Like church starts in five minutes and I did not feel like praising. I didn't. But can I just say, that every single time, like 100% of the times, their headaches are gone by the end of worship. I'm not yeah. kidding. I feel like after I get off of this stage, like, let's go. It's the best day ever. Let's yep. take yeah, the yeah, world. Yeah. Like, I go from zero to 100. I don't feel like praising sometimes when I get here. Can I just be real? Can I just be honest? I don't always feel ready to go. But that doesn't matter. I mean, what if we did this? What if we looked at every negative circumstance as an opportunity to praise? Every negative situation is an opportunity to praise. I'm talking to myself. We could never lose. We could literally never lose. Things are good, we're praising God. Things are bad, we're praising God. We never lose. So I just think, let's, let's go back to the story. Let's go back to the story. So at midnight, Paul and Silas are praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners are listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately, all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loose. Wait, hold on. I'm going to go back to verse 25. Paul and Silas were praying and singing. The prisoners were just listening. So if I read that right, two people are praising and everyone gets loose. That's how powerful praise is. So I think there's two people in here at least. No, I think there's more than two people in here who know how to praise and who know that praise is powerful. And I hope you have a praiser on your row or I hope you have a praiser in your life who 
They're praising even when you don't feel like it or maybe your situation doesn't look ideal, but they're praising because be that person because your praise doesn't only affect you, it affects the atmosphere. It shifts the atmosphere. It changes it for everyone else around you too. And um, let's keep reading in verse 27. Verse 27, and the keeper of the prison awaking from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household, that's it. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house, and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. And immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he had brought them into his house, he set food before them and he rejoiced, having believed in God with all his household. Who would have thought that situation would have turned out like that? They're getting beaten, they get thrown into the innermost prison, And then what happens? Everyone's chains get broken. Everyone becomes free. The jailkeeper and his whole house get saved and baptized. Paul gets a meal thrown in. I noticed that, that stood out to me. He gets a meal thrown in there. I mean, who would have thought that it would have worked out like that? And all I'm saying is we at Highway Church know that God is all good, right? He is all good. He has nothing bad to give. And he never causes a negative situation, never. It's never from him. But you know what the Bible does say, and Amber talked about it, that he can work all things together for our good. All things, not just the things that are working out and going good. He can work all things out for our good. And he wants to impact the people around you. That's his heart. He wants to prosper you and give you this amazing life. And he wants to impact the people around you. He touched that whole that whole prison tonight. I'm sure everybody got saved. The jailkeeper, all everybody got saved. That's his heart. So your praise is not just, like, when we're here on Sundays, we are not just singing songs like, la-di-da, no. It is so powerful, and I just want you guys to realize that. And are you, like, are you waiting until you see God's promise fulfilled in your life to praise Him? Like, are you waiting until you see it? Because if you are, I have good news for you. Guess what? Jesus Christ already fulfilled every promise. In Christ, every promise is yes, is fulfilled in Christ. Where does it say that? Do you guys know? Does anybody know where it says that? 2 Corinthians, oh, my mom. 2 Corinthians 1.20, right? 2 Corinthians 1.20. This is what it says. Um, I don't know if we have it. It's okay. I'll read it. Um, For no matter how many promises God has made, and he has made a ton for you, go find them and learn them. So no matter how many he has made, they have been fulfilled in Christ. So if you're waiting to see it till you praise, you can go ahead and praise right now. If you have hands, I'd use them. If you have a voice, I'd use it. I'd start clapping and I would thank him that he's fulfilled every promise that he's made to us. It's been fulfilled in Christ. Who knows the next part of that verse though? I didn't, that's not it. That's not it. I kind of cut you guys off. So it says, no matter how many promises God has made, they have been fulfilled in Christ. They are yes in Christ. Does anybody know the next part of that? It says, that's right. So through through him, the amen, what does amen mean? Does anybody know what amen means? So be it, right. 
so through him, the amen, the so be it, is spoken by us. By us. So all the promises have been fulfilled and we're speaking the amen. We're getting in agreement with God's plan for our lives. That's praise. Saying, so be it, God, your will be done in my life. Right? Are you guys getting this? Is this making sense? Oh, man. So it's up to us. The promises are fulfilled. And we just speak the amen now. We just get in line. What would you do if that sickness was already gone? What would you do if that business was already flourishing? What would you do if that debt was already paid off? If that situation was already resolved? Well, start doing it now. Start doing it now. That's how praise works. That's how praise works. It's so amazing. Oh, man. We're speaking the amen this morning. We're speaking the amen. We're getting in alignment with God's plan for our lives. And here's a promise that literally just covers everything. Can you guys put Romans 8.32 up there? Amber read this. And I was like, oh, yes, same wavelength. We're, we're connected. Romans 8.32. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Come on, you're covered. That whatever your situation is, that just covers everything. That covers every single thing. And that's a promise for you. God has a promise for you in his word. You find it and you speak the amen and get in line with what he wants to do in your life. And then, all right, this is just an example I have and I'm gonna try to explain it so that everybody in here understands it. I hope I do a good job. But I assume most people in here know what Instagram is. If not, it's a form of social media and you can post stories um, on, on social media. You can post, sorry, you can post stories and there's a little text box that you can put up um, and you can put a text box and say like, ask me a question, right? Does everybody know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand if you know what I'm talking about. Like, ask me a question. Okay, a good bit of you. So there was a phase, I don't know, people might still do it, where you say like, how well, how well do you know me? Like, comment something I would say. Did anybody see people doing that? Like, where they would want to see like, who knew them well? Like, comment something I would say, like a phrase that I say a lot. And so... I would see that come up on Instagram. If I didn't know the person that well, I would just tap through, like, I can't comment something that they would say, like, I don't really know them. But you'll see where I'm going with this. Let's say Dylan posted, or Eden, or Dana, or Judah. I know these guys really well. I spend a lot of time with them. I know the things they say. I know their silly phrases that they always use. Heard over here all the time. Oh, heard. Like, <laughs> I know it because I spend time with them. So comment something, how well do you know me? Comment something I would say. Do you see where I'm going with this? The more you know God's heart, the more you're gonna know what he says about you and what his situation is. But watch this, I'm gonna take it a step further. The more I spend time with these crazy people, the more I start to talk with them. I don't know, like talk like them. I don't know if that's a good thing. No, just kidding. No, y'all are the best. That's a good thing. The more I'm around them, the more I start to talk like them. So. The more you know God's heart, not only are you gonna know what he says about you, but the more you get to know it, the more you're gonna start to speak like him. And that's praise, when you're speaking what he says about you, is that right? So how well do you know him? Comment something he would say. That's what I just got this week and it was just so cool. And I need you guys to say this with me. I put together a confession, we're gonna say, um, we're just going to speak this out. It's a confession. We're going to have it up on the screen. Um, I took this confession confession from Psalm 103 and 105. 
And I love this because the first, one of the first things is bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The fact that he has to say don't forget kind of makes me think that maybe he was forgetting sometimes because that's life. We're living in a fallen world, right? Circumstances come up, but we can't forget all his benefits. We can't forget how good he is. I don't care how you feel. I don't care what the situation is. You got to hype yourself up. Like you got to give yourself a pep talk and be like, no, 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 we're not going to forget. So you guys want to say this with us and we're going to speak this out and we're going to praise. We're going to say, so be it and speak this out. Like start right at the top. It says, praise the Lord, oh my soul and all that is within me. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. These are all the benefits. He redeemed my life from the pit and he crowned me with love and compassion. He satisfies my desires with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. God, you are merciful and gracious slow to anger and abounding in love. You have not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. Oh, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Go ahead and give God thanks for all the glorious things he has done. Go ahead and worship him. Tell everyone about his wonders. Let's sing his praises. Shine and make your joyful boast in him. Let's be happy and keep rejoicing no matter what. Let's always be seeking the light of his face. Don't you ever forget his miracles and marvels. Let's sing that again. One, two, three, go. I know a breakthrough is coming. Wow, wow. See, in his love is where you find that freedom. We've all been somewhere, but we're all going somewhere, and it doesn't stop there. You know, as I was thinking about um, God and Jesus, the one word that literally comes to mind, the first word that comes to mind is love. And so I was like, just for fun, I went through my phone, I was scrolling down, went to my music, and I was looking at like, let me type in love and see what comes up. And you see uh, songs like Love is a Battlefield, Fake Love. These are the type of songs that come up. And see, the world gives us a wrong idea of what love is. See, the love that we really need is love that is infinite, love that is never ending, and that's the love of Jesus. So that's the nature of God. God is love. So going through the characteristics of his love, I want to start with saying that God's love is changeless. And so just because, so we, we're human, we're in the flesh, so some, one day someone could love you, and the next week they could stop loving you. But I want to encourage you and help you understand that that doesn't define who you are. Because God loves you so much. God loves you so much. He didn't just make you like the animals, right? He didn't just make you. He made you literally in his image. And he's perfect. So if you are made in his image, what does that say about you? You don't need to change anything. I think we, we're so hard on ourselves as humans. We look in the mirror. We point out our flaws. But you were literally made in the image of God. And if you're saying there's anything flawed with you, you're saying there's something flawed with God. But God is flawless. He is perfect. There's nothing wrong with him. I want to encourage everyone. I know even like earlier today, how about that? I messed up, right? And easily I could just be like, oh my gosh, so mad at myself. But all I did was smile and laugh because I'm like, Okay, it's not that serious. It's not. Like, I, it's, it's never that serious. Like, I'm made in God's image. 
And that means that I, I don't have to pick on myself. I don't have to be so hard on myself. If he's not hard on me, why am I hard on myself? And I know we all get like that. We make a mistake and we mess up and we, we like just stay there. We stay there in it. But, um, you know, there's, it says that in the Bible, it says that like God works all things together for our good. And so you might have messed up. You might have, you know, picked the wrong school, had to start over somewhere. You might have, whatever the case may be, you might have spent money on something you shouldn't have. God will make up time, makes up money. He turns it all around. So you don't have to stress. You don't have to worry. He's got you. You just have to give it to him because the devil wants you to believe that life is so bad. It's so awful. But in actuality, if you focus on his love, everything turns around. You just got to focus on his love. He loves you so much. His love is infinite. It is endless. And so I just want to encourage you that, um, that he, Jesus sees you more clearly than anybody around you, anybody in the world, but yet again, he loves you more than anybody. So he sees every little thing about you and he still loves you more than anybody else does. For example, let's use an example of Judas, right? Judas literally betrayed Jesus, but even in the moment where he betrays Jesus, Jesus still calls him a friend. He knew Judas was going to betray him and he still offered him bread. He never stops loving him. He never stops showing him love. That's how strong, how great the love of God is. God's love is sacrificial. The biggest and the greatest example of a love story is Jesus sacrificing himself for us so that we can be free, that we can be whole. We are complete because of him. He literally laid down his life for us. That's how great God's love for us is. And see, and not only is his love sacrificial, it's endless, but it's also personal and individual. It's not just Jesus loves you and that's it, high five, done. No, 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 it's based on you, it's based on your circumstances, based on what's in your heart, he knows what you're thinking, he knows everything, your dreams, every little thing. For me, for example, so coming into Christ, I grew up a little background, I grew up with no family, okay? I grew up like no parents, and I also grew up with a lack of love growing up. Literally, I wouldn't even be able to define the word love. And so Jesus loves me so personally and so individually that he knew exactly what he needed. He gave me a family. He gave me an abundance of love, an abundance of support. He knew where I needed that love. It's so personal to me and my circumstance. And so I just want to um, encourage you, oh, encourage you that don't let anything that has the significance of a roadblock to be a whole, uh, like a, the significance of a speed bump to have a whole, like, significance of a roadblock in your life. So, like, okay, you tripped, you messed up. Up here, I could have been like, all right, I'm done with the song. Like, all right, done. No, but you got to keep going. You have to keep going. There's nothing that concerns you today and right now that God hasn't even already planned to, to help you with, to fix, to mend, whatever it is, you have to give it all to him. He's not gonna leave you. See, this love wants to know you intimately, keeping no records of wrong. No matter who you are, or where you come from, in his family, you belong. This love is so great, so don't go looking for love anywhere else. The greatest of all things is love. That's where the world gets it right. With love, you can do anything, but it's not with any love, it's with his love. So you have to understand, the focus of his love is so great. It will. 
Take away everything, every regret, every mistake, what people have done to you. Because you have to know that what they done to, did to you doesn't define you. His love defines you. His love changes everything for your life. It makes you whole. It gives you freedom. It makes you new in this new life. See, in Romans 8, it says, so what does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me, who then could ever stand against us? For God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as the sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. Who then would dare to accuse those whom God has chosen in love to be his? God himself is the judge who has issued his final verdict over them, not guilty. Who then is left to condemn us? Certainly not Jesus, the anointed one. For he gave his life for us, and even more than that, he has conquered death and is now risen, exalted and enthroned by God at his right hand. So how could he possibly condemn us since he is continually praying for our triumph? Who could ever separate us from the endless love of God's anointed one? Absolutely no one, for nothing in the universe has the power to diminish his love towards us. Troubles, pressures, and problems are unable to come between us and heaven's love. What about persecutions, deprivations, dangers, and death threats? No, for they are all important to hinder omnipotent love. Even though it is written, all day long we face death threats for your sake, God. We are considered to be nothing more than sheep to be slaughtered. Yet even in the midst of all these things, we triumph over them all. For God has made us to be more than conquerors and his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything so now i live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from god's love i'm convinced that his love will triumph over death life's troubles fallen angels or dark rulers in the heavens there is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There is no power above us or beneath us, no power that could ever be found in the universe that can distance, distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. God loves you more than anything in the world. He has created you individually and special. You are chosen you are worthy no one can tell you otherwise doesn't matter what the world tells you this love is whole it is not complicated it is not a roller coaster so let's just turn away from all these ideas of love that we had and focus on his love let's turn away from the past from failures from what other people did and let's turn this this, all this stuff we've been through and everything, what people have done to us and all that we're going through, let's turn it into praise. Let's turn away from the complaining and, the, and soaking in it. Just focus on his love. Let his love overcome you, overwhelm you, and give you freedom from all that you're going through. Give you joy in midst of everything. In your mighty name, Lord God. Come on, come on, just, just give him the biggest shout of praise you've ever, come on. We praise you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you love us.
He is so good to us. He is so good. Well, Amber took mine, but it's fine. There's grace. Um, no, but seriously, though, um, I, I was reading, and man, okay, just the formality. I love Jesus, and he loves me. That's the long and short of it, okay? God is love. God is love. It's not something he has it's not something uh, he just, he, it's not something he demands. It's who he is. First John 4, 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Verse 16 says, we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this is love, by this is who God is perfected with us. So that we may have confidence for the day of judgment because as he is so also are we in this world <laughs> great news as Jesus is not as he was that would have been enough miracles laying hands on the sick seeing them recover casting out demons but it says as he is As he is, so are we in this world. As he is right now, not as he's going to be, as he is. Well, what is Jesus right now? Well, he's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's risen. He's completely whole, spirit, soul, and body. He's seated in a position of authority, and the devil is under his feet. And if Jesus is like that, and the word says that as Jesus is, so are we right now in this world, that means the devil's under our feet. That means we're seated with him. We're raised up together with him. We're as whole as he is. We're as sanctified as he is. We are as healed as he is. God is love. One of the wonderful things about Jesus, or one of the most amazing things about God is, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world. I love that, that little word so. It's just because it had so much to it. It had so much. He so loved. It's not just, oh yeah, I love them. No, I so love them. Have you ever so loved something that you just, you want to be around it? You, you, you want to, let's say you, it could be a restaurant. I so love that place. I so love it. <laughs> I'm talking about Myrrh. Myrrh loves restaurants. Um, but you, it, there's a restaurant. <laughs> you want to be in the, in the atmosphere. You love the vibe. You love the service. You love the food. Is there someone that you've so loved? I so love this person. I just want to help them. I want to be around them. Your best friend. I just want to be around them. I want to hang out together all the time. I want to help them. You got a project? I'm with you. I'm helping you. I'm working on it with you. you you're driving a new car? I'll be the passenger. You know what I'm saying? I'll be the DJ. Don't, worry, don't even worry about it. 
But God so loved the world, and this is what, what is amazing to me about the heart of God and the nature of God, is when he so loved the world, he didn't ask, he didn't require, and he didn't demand. He so loved the world that he gave. He didn't ask us for our loyalty. He didn't ask us for our praise. I know we're talking about praise today. He didn't require of us, you know, that we do a bunch of things to ourselves, make ourselves look different, act different, be different. No, he so loves you just the way you are. And he gave all of him to you. Jesus is the best heaven has to offer. And he was sent so that we could now experience the abundant life that God wants us to. See, God loves you so much. When he formed you in your mother's womb, when he designed you, he designed you to be like him. He designed you to act like him, to talk like him. It makes me think of that song from the Jungle Book, I Want to Be Like You. I want to walk like you, talk like you. Um, but he designed you. He wants, he wants a relationship with you. What he, he gave so that you could receive all that he is for you, all that he is to you. And now that we know him, that we're in this living, thriving, breathing, amazing relationship with him, now he says, now just watch me. Because the way I act is the way I created you to act. The way I talk, that's how I want you to talk. Let me just read something real quick. Romans 5.17. It says, For if, because of one man's trespass, talking about Adam and the fall, Death reigned through that one man. Much more. We're talking about reigning here. Because we just said death reigned. Much more. <laughs> Much more. Will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. You're destined to reign in life. Anytime we see death starting to pop up in our lives, trying to, trying to take back its reign that it had over us before Jesus came, you just say, I reign in this situation because Jesus reigns. And he's the Lord of my life, and now I'm reigning over you. I'm tell, I, don't, I don't have time for death. I don't, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, I know, you know, we're, our bodies will sleep and all that. That's not what I'm talking about. I don't have time for the effect of the curse. I don't have time... 
to play around with death. I don't have time to play around with anxiety and depression and fear. That's gone because of what Jesus did for me at the cross. And now, through the abundance of grace, through that one man Jesus and the free gift of righteousness, I can reign in life. But you know how I do that? I have to receive it. I have to receive the abundance of grace. I have to receive the free gift of righteousness. It doesn't just happen. Now, on God's end, it happened. On God's end, it is a finished work, and it is there for you. But my responsibility as a believer in Jesus Christ, I need to receive. I'm talking, sometimes it's every moment. I'll be at work making a latte or something, and, and you know, and I'll just have these thoughts of death or anxiety or what am I going to do about this or how am I going to handle this? And I'm just like, I will put the milk pitcher down and I will say, I don't think so. Stop it right now. I receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness to me through Jesus and I'm reigning. Decaf soy mocha? I'm telling you, you got to do it. And it doesn't mean you have to be all super loud about it, but just to yourself, you got to know it and you got to believe it. God loves you so, so much. And he destined you to reign. Reign like him and reign with him. And this truly is living with him. See what I did there? Lord, I'm just so grateful that you love us, that you've fashioned us, that you've created us, that you want us. You so love us. You want a relationship with us. And I just bless your name and I thank you for being so good to us. In Jesus' name, amen. At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life he came to give you. If you'd like to learn more about God's amazing love for you, please visit us at highwaychurch.us. You can email us at info at highwaychurch.us or message us via our Facebook page. Put your trust in Jesus today and taste and see how good He is.